This is the Powered by Rock podcast with your host, Isaac Kuhlman. You're about to discover the most entertaining rock music podcast on the planet, filled with the best stories straight from rock musicians from all over the world. Rock music isn't dead. It's getting better and better. It's time to start paying attention again. With that said, let's get this party started. The mountain's gonna rise and fall by me. Hello and welcome to the Power by Rock podcast, where I'm going to be speaking with Miguel of the Canadian-based pop-punk emo band, North Park Today. North Park is pretty much a brand new band, having started under this moniker in just 2022, but they've all come from various other musical projects to form this one. The band just released their debut album, Wasteland, in June of last year, and we'll see a, and you'll see a link to pre-order that vinyl in the description below this video, but you can check it out on streaming right now as well. Not only that, but Miguel, you must be pretty damn excited because you guys just dropped the new music video for Ink today well yesterday now it's available for everyone today so if you're watching this video which comes out a couple days later you will actually be able to go check that out as well and you'll see the links to that in the description below i've already put it on the pod, uh, power by rock tv playlist on youtube as well so if you want to check out awesome new music videos you can go there and check out that playlist and you guys you know i just have to say your music is pretty straight fire and i can't wait to learn more about you so hey miguel welcome to the show thank you man glad to be here yeah it's great to have you. It's always good to have some Canadians on the show because you're always so polite. Uh, you you don't start fighting with me. Not that anybody has yet, but, uh, you know, I, I even one time uh, for the band Handheld, which is a pretty popular Canadian punk band, I had I'd mentioned that they had written a song that they didn't even write and they didn't correct me. I was like, why didn't you guys tell me that 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 I made a mistake? They're like, oh, we didn't we didn't think that. We, yeah, we didn't want to bother well, you on your own show. If you're going to say that, <laughs> then I'll uh, I'll correct you on one thing. So about the vinyl, um, it's pretty yeah. funny because um we did it in a pre-order way where you could order it um like a pre-order and then it would just it's all taken care of back like back end through the company yeah but by the time you actually ordered the vinyl it ended up being like 72 dollars like holy with shipping cow. with uh the conversion to canadian and stuff so we actually scrapped that and uh, we're doing it completely ourselves now, which is going to be so much cheaper. It'll be like 30, 40 bucks now. So, yeah, nice. don't click that link. <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing I haven't put it in there yet. So you if you do have an extra link or whatever, I can I can update. Yeah, that yeah. Link. So Sounds the one good. that you gave me, the one that you gave me before, I'll ignore. And the one, yeah, if you yeah. have another link, I'll put that one in there. So, all right. Well, I think the best place to start is because, you know, there's not a lot of information about you. In fact, even in the EPK you sent me, it didn't have the band member names. So I was like, you guys are either the most mysterious punk band I've ever met, like Batman. Actually, or photos, you guys, you know, in the photos, it's it's hard to see because it's all black and white. But in little white writing, there's actually our names underneath the photos. That's hilarious. Yeah. I never even noticed <laughs> yeah. that. Maybe you have to change that. I'm like, got to do some of the, uh, you know, the, the, the cryptograms or whatever, like cryptology. I've got to scan through back end messages yeah, to yeah. figure out your guys' name Let's and see. stuff. But yeah, no. That was, uh, it wasn't obvious to me anyway, so I didn't mention, I did want to mention that, but obviously I want to make sure that we talk about the band, who you guys are, where you're from, like, you know, I think you guys even went from five members down to four in the last year or so. We did, yes. So kind of update me about how you guys came together, who you are, and, and where you're obviously what's going on with you guys right yeah, now. Yeah, for sure. So pretty much uh, North Park started out as a solo project by me. 
Uh, I've always mm-hmm. wanted to tap into pop punk. I, I do like R&B, hip hop, and then I also do uh, like I've done hardcore back in the past. Um, but pop punk was always something that I really wanted to get into. So I just started it just to kind of whatever at the beginning. Um, yeah. We ended up getting some guys together. Um, unfortunately, it didn't work out. They, they didn't see the vision. So they actually were like constantly trying to change the sound. Um, Let's play metal yeah, shows. Pretty no. much. Like actually, like they were <laughs> trying to change it from pop punk to like heavy. And I'm just like, well, yeah. it's a pop punk band. Uh, so that ended up going away. And then after that, pretty much uh, I had Brad, um, who is a longtime friend of mine. We grew up on the same street like our whole lives. He was like, I'll pick up guitar again. The guy hasn't played in like <laughs> like 10, 15 years. <laughs> So he just he just locked in, bought all the gear, played guitar, picked it up instantly, and he uh, he's in the band. And then Riley, I've played with him in bands my whole life. Like we've played in I think three bands together now. So that was easy. I messaged him. He actually just exited another band, so it was perfect timing. Um, and then Justin, I've been close with him through the scene here in Barrie. Um, for a long time years like we our bands have played together growing up right so it was kind of easy and he's an amazing drummer so i was like hey do you want to he's like 100 percent. so it would just it came together and then we were like well we need a bass player so brad uh asked uh, an ex um uh, co-worker that uh if he wanted to play bass and he did uh, unfortunately it didn't work out but um but yeah, yeah that's pretty much how we all got together um so we're all pretty close we've known each other for a long time so so is anybody playing bass currently in the band so no we uh we actually we played a click and we have like all these effects automated and everything so we just backtrack real bass that we've pre-recorded yeah uh, so all from the album right yeah that's that's the uh that's the secondary option i think a lot of bands are doing right now like i know a two-piece band that backtracks the bass as well and uh it's, 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 you know, most guitarists are like, well, I don't want to have to be a bass player. I'll, I'll, I'll write bass lines yeah, and yeah. record it, but I don't want to be a bass player. Like there's, there's no glory in the bass player position. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is, it's one of those things that like you, you have more fun as a guitar player, unless you're a really good bass player that can, you know, slap pick yeah, like, all yeah. that stuff. And, so and he was actually stuff, a guitar yeah. player that just wanted to be in a band. So he just got a yeah. bass to do it. So, you know, there was that, but, um, it's yeah. 90% of the case usually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, after he left, uh, we kind of got really used to being a four piece and it was just, it felt right. And we did have an offer from an awesome dude. His name's Deco. Uh, great guy. He also plays in another band and he wanted to join. But like I said, we just got so comfortable being a four piece. We just didn't feel it was necessary to add another, um, what's the word? Just add another thing to the band that we might have to worry about. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, scheduling conflicts, exactly, all that stuff. Exactly. Like, yeah, I mean, I used to be in a three-piece band in high school, oh, and I was like, "How hard is it to get three people together?" Yeah, God damn, it, it's like, hard, man. It is. It is. <laughs> so let's talk about the last album. Obviously, Wasteland came out last year in June. Yeah. I think you know there's some pretty incredible songs on there. From memory, I think it's nine songs. Correct? Is that right? Nine or eight? Nine, ten songs. Nine or eight. Yeah. Yeah. Something. I don't even yeah. know. <laughs> And I don't, yeah, I don't have all the songs like memorized or written down or anything, but I can say that the album seems to be heavily geared towards like the downturns of romantic relationships, you know, kind of like, yeah. this is what the end of a good time looks like, right? Like it's Pretty exiting much. something good. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what it is about us humans that makes us so inspired by bad things happening to us, but it seems to make better art, right? Yeah. And, and there's a famous 
famous French poet, and I'm not expecting you to know this, but his name was Charles Baudelaire back at the time when like you know Edgar Allan Poe lived and everything. Okay. He believed that suffering and deprivation was critical for making great art. Do you feel that way about your approach to making music? I think so. Yeah, you know what? I can agree with that because I can honestly sit here and tell you like everything I've written about, I have felt, but like I might not feel that way right now. But those scenarios from the past, they still influence what I write now because it's just, it's relatable and it helps people attach to the music. And they go, you know what? I went through that. What the heck? This is a sick song. You know, he feels how I feel. You know what I mean? So I think, yeah, yeah, it's important to, uh, be open with your lyrics and not be scared to like say too much almost, you know? Yeah. And I think there is that other side of the coin and it's like, how many great songs come out of you being really happy? It's like, not a lot. There's not a lot of great songs out there that are like, Hey, I'm really happy. (laughs) So I I know like, obviously you you do have themes of like depression, self hate, self doubt. They kind of creep in at times as well. Um, You know, I don't think that, you know, I don't know you personally, but I, I would say like, you know, from the video interviews and things that I've seen from you as, you know, in front of a camera, yeah. you don't come off as that kind of a person on a daily basis. Yeah. But obviously that stuff still creeps in when you're writing, obviously, because when you're alone by yourself, you have different thoughts than when you're around other people. Right? So yeah. does that, is that something that kind of like infiltrates your writing process? Yeah, I think, um, you know, as a father and like, I'm just like, I'm very always worried about like being strong for other people, especially Mm -hmm. in my family that I try not to use them as an outlet for what I'm feeling. So when I write, that's when it comes out. And that's kind of like my vice to let those feelings out. So it doesn't reflect onto, you know, family members, friends, whatever it may be. Right. So that's my outlet. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's a great point. I mean, obviously when you're a family person, you don't want to drag you know, the people that you love into your quagmire of, you know, uh, you know, dark thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's not, it's not healthy to bring that necessarily that energy into your home. And, you know, people do it a lot with work. They do it a lot with, you know, um, you know, just daily issues, right? Like traffic or whatever, they bring frustrations yeah. home with them and it doesn't make for a good home life, uh, you know, for everybody. No. Right. So at what point, you know, does it, does it kind of feel like you're two different people? Do you feel like you're living like that, you know, like that Batman life that I kind of mentioned? Is it like on one hand, I'm this artist that has these lyrics that are kind of dark. And then on the other hand, I want to be a fun loving dad and and husband. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, some days I do feel like that. I think, you know, nobody's perfect. So like some days it does come out like in my everyday life where I am upset and like it shows and that person that I may have pushed that feelings towards may have absolutely nothing to do with it but you know i'm big enough to realize that obviously like apologize when things like that happen yeah but yeah no i do see that sometimes it is like i have to show face for certain things but that's not how i'm feeling yeah yeah i mean i'm not going to call you a piece of shit but i know for myself i am a piece of shit and sometimes i'm like oh yeah i just yell at you i have no idea why that was just uncalled for i'm portuguese (laughs) man so it it happens we we talk loud we we use our hands like so it it, it happens like sorry i don't i don't want to scare you like i have a three-year-old son and i'm like i'm not mad at you i'm mad at the tv or i'm mad at my phone or whatever i'm like sorry man like this is the dumbest thing for me to react to but you're sitting here watching me be an asshole right in front of you and i'm like i don't i don't mean to do that 
but yeah. So on some of these ideas of like, you know, you know, the self doubt, the self hate, I think the, the, the song wasteland, there's a line in it that kind of pins it down perfectly. It says, and I don't want to drag you down with me because there's no ladder in this hole with mm-hmm. me. So that, in, in my opinion, when I read that or when I hear that, I'm just like, holy shit, like that's, you know, that's why like some musicians like, you know, famously Robin Williams was a, a very jokingly guy, yeah, yeah. But, you know, behind the scenes, he was depressed, right? I'm not saying you're the, the kind of guy that's secretly depressed, but, you know, that kind of a line kind of makes it real to people that, you know, artists really aren't just there to perform all the time sometimes when they're saying something you need to listen to what they're saying yeah it's funny because uh wasteland the song it's um the meaning um i guess it's not hidden but like some people might not catch it it's really about like your hometown or like the environment you're in right it's your wasteland this is what you're doing with your life where you are in your life where you live the environment the people that are around you creates this wasteland so yep. once you're in that hole, you can't get out unless you change all those factors, right? So it, yeah. it's just like one of those things where uh, nobody can come down there and help you because then they're going to be in the same boat as you. Yeah. Well, how do you feel about it that you've kind of lived in the same place for so long then? Um, I haven't lived here all the time. Um some summers I go and uh, live in Mississauga with my uncle and I do work. I don't okay. do that anymore, obviously, but back when I was younger, I did that all the time. So I found those. You know, from memory, was, Mississauga is just uh, west of Toronto. Yeah, yeah, from, yeah. From yeah. yeah. So um, I would go there every summer and work construction with him. And I found that those years, although I was away from all my friends here and everything, were probably my happiest and peaceful because it was just like a break from all the nonsense that happens in your hometown, right? It's very not small, but it's small enough where I can go out and run into three, four, five people I know, right? So sometimes they're not people you want to see either. So, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I know how you feel. I mean, I grew up in a town of like about 16,000 people in North Dakota called Mandan, North Dakota. It's basically mini Canada anyway. Everybody talks like they're from Canada. Everybody... You know, it's it's snowy it's, it's cold as shit yeah. so i understand being in a small town like you know everywhere you go somebody's going to know who you are yeah. if you do something wrong everybody knows what you're doing do something right people are going to hate that too so it doesn't really matter that's so what like, i mean man that's... you're never going to make anybody happy in a small no. town it seems like <laughs> yeah that's what it is man yeah well talk to me about the song teal uh, off the album obviously because that is the kind of odd song out on the album where it's an acoustic kind of emo slow jam with harmonies in there. Mm-hmm. How did that song come about? Um, I think when we were writing the album, I knew I wanted to have one acoustic song. Um, I find that when bands throw one acoustic song, you pull in an audience that might not be into the pop punk kind of genre, sure. but because they like that song, it almost influences them to check out the rest and really like it. And I'm not saying I did it purposely for just marketing. I like did it for the money, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 20 bucks in our distro kid. Uh, no, but uh, I knew that I wanted to do an acoustic song and we all wanted to do it. Like acoustic music is great when it's done right. Right. So yeah, um, that's pretty much how the song came about. There was no really, Oh, check this out. No, it was like, we're got to do a, an acoustic song. How do we want to start it? And then it just, you know, we just focused on writing that. Yeah, it sounds great. I mean, I always tell people like I had this conversation 
I created a video about it. If you want to check that out, go to Power by Rock Podcast. But the the conversation was do acoustic songs and and like uh, intro tracks and uh, you know filler tracks like in, uh, uh, interludes and stuff like that belong on albums because then people release it on Spotify and then it's different from the album or it's a not like a not really a song. So then people hear that and go, well, this is nonsense. I don't want that. I don't, I'm just going to block it or whatever. Right. And my, my rebuttal was those songs 100% make an album better, but those songs don't necessarily need to be released on Spotify, like an intro song or an interlude song or something like that, because they're right. Like those people that were saying that these songs might turn somebody off right away is because an, an interlude song is might just be like loud noises, right? Like you're like, this is fucking pointless. Yeah, yeah. But in the in the grand scheme of that album, it's absolutely necessary. I think of a, an album like OK Computer by Radiohead. You don't want to listen to the weird shit on there, like the loud, like gargling computer noises, right? But like, if you're listening to the album, it totally makes sense. It, it creates the emotion, the the soundscape. So you know, obviously what you've done is an acoustic song, not like a, an interlude or an intro song. That's kind of meaningless to the rest of the album. This is a standalone good song, mm-hmm. but I think there is that, that, that case that can be made that you don't have to release every song on distribution on certain on streaming services either. Like you can release just singles on distribution and then sell your album separately. So mm-hmm. that's one thing I, I keep, you know, positing to bands and, and everybody's like, you don't have to, put your entire album on streaming, you'll probably make just as much money from your top four songs anyway. So what's the point of putting the rest out there and then just release the vinyl and have people actually buy the full album like they used to do back in the nineties. Right. So what do you think about that kind of strategy? Is is that something you guys thought about or was it just like, we want to get the music out there so everybody can hear it. I think we knew that when we came out as a band, that if we came out with a single, um, it wouldn't be enough because we knew that we were going to play shows pretty quickly. So I think our goal at the beginning was to get a piece of art, like an album put together that we all really enjoyed and to get it out there that way, while we're um, planning and executing what we need to, to keep pushing forward, we had enough songs to keep people happy with. Right. It wasn't just like sure. one single, they listen to it 10, 15 times, and then they forget that we're even a band, right? Yeah. So we yeah. wanted to put it- out. You'd be lucky if somebody listens to it 10, 15 times too, Yeah, right? yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we just, we wanted to have enough content out there to keep people busy while we pushed forward with a bunch of other stuff that we had planned, right? Yeah. And obviously now we're talking about singles. You guys just did release a new single called Ink, yep. which the music video just dropped today. Well, yesterday, yeah. today, it premiered Premier yesterday. Yeah. Obviously, the this the song is kind of about writing a song, right? It's kind of in the sense of that self-defense weapon, yep. much like the classic phrase, the pen is mightier than the sword. Yep. What, what who, like I don't know if you want to speak about this specifically, but it feels pretty personal. Was there a person in mind or what was the inspiration for this song? Yeah, I, I won't mention who it is, but uh, it definitely, yeah. it's uh, someone that uh, is important in my life, um, that I have an emotional attachment with that I will for the rest of my life, uh, no matter what happens. Um, so yeah. it was just kind of, the song was more about me realizing that it's okay to feel like that, but I also can't let that emotion control and dictate what I do with my life or how I make decisions. Cause I found a lot of the times yeah. I'd be like, 
oh, I'm going to go do this. Oh, but what are they going to think? Oh, who are they going to talk yeah. to about this? Who are they going to tell that I went and did this? How are they going to respond? And it was just like a snowball effect of just overthinking. And so I had to kind of learn to like stop caring almost. Um, yeah. And that's kind of what Ink is about, right? It's about using that song as an outlet to state that I'm no longer letting those emotions control me. Sure. Yeah. And the way that you, you phrase that, no, you don't have to make a reaction or anything, but what it sounds like to me is it would be like either the parent of your kid that you are not in, 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 no longer in a relationship with. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's kind of what it felt like anyway. It was like yeah. somebody who had a, a very strong relationship with a kid of, you know, baby mama, whatever you yeah. want to call it. I won't say uh, Somebody no. like that. I won't say no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, I don't want to say anything bad about this person because they're like the, the parent of my child, yeah. but I'm going to write a song about it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So now obviously the musical side of this, this song is a little bit heavier than some of the, the pop punk, more, more pop punk stuff that you have. Um, was this because of the heavy emotion behind the song? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think more so um, we all come from other than Brad, we all come from, hardcore bands. So we knew that we wanted to do pop punk, but we knew that we needed to be different. You know, pop punk bands, yeah. they, they tend to fall into like a bubble where it's like, they all sound the same. So right away, I 100% agree. Yeah. So right away, we're like, we're playing in drop B, what pop punk bands play in a hardcore tuning. We're playing drop yeah. B and we're throwing breakdowns in that are heavier than pop punk bands. Like we have to, we have to do that to separate ourselves from all these other pop punk bands, pop punk yeah. quotations. But yeah. Um, like, yeah, Wasteland is a lot different. I think it was, Wasteland was kind of just like, not thrown together, but we were more unified now on what we want to sound like. So when yeah. we wrote Ink, you know, I came up with a riff and then we all talked about it. We knew that it needed to be face crushing, <laughs> in other words. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say, I mean, obviously, yeah, the, the Wasteland album has, it's, it's, it's just a different energy, right? It's like yeah. a higher, more, I won't even say positive energy. It's just kind of like a different energy. And then this one's kind of like a slightly darker energy. So yeah. that's why when I introduce you as pop punk slash emo, mm -hmm. it kind of borders and straddles that line, right? Like emo, hardcore, pop punk, you can kind of flow in between those genres and it doesn't sound like you're going, hey, we're going to make now a, a classic pop punk song. Now we're going to make a skate punk song. Now we're going to make a hard. It's just, that's the sound in general, yeah. right? Like it fuses all these, right? So it's better when you fuse them than when you try to incrementally make an individual song yeah. that sounds, you know, in like just inconceivably weird, right? Yeah, like yeah. It's like, why are you now playing like a really happy song? And then you're playing like this metal music or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So one thing I want to do is obviously I want people to be able to see the music video for ink. So I want to be able to play this during this first break. Is it okay with you that I play this music video for ink? And I want to make sure that Spotify and, and YouTube and everybody knows that we're going to play this video. I have full consent from you guys. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Play it. That'd be awesome. Perfect. So we're going to check out the new video for ink by North park right now. And when we come back, I'm going to put Miguel in the spotlight with some hot seat questions that you're not going to want to miss. So hold on to your butts, turn up the sound, and we'll see you in just a few short minutes. Cut deep 
Welcome back to the Power by Rock podcast. I'm here with Miguel of the Canadian punk band North Park to put him in the spotlight with some hot seat questions. So, hey, Miguel, are you ready to be put in the spotlight? I think so. Let's see. <laughs> All, right. All right. So the first question I have is I watched your YouTube video, uh, you know, where you guys simulated the web series Hot Ones and ate a bunch of hot wings and then answered questions thrown at you. I, too, know the heat of uh, the intensity of the last dab, the triple X last dab. So for my first question is, did you ever finish that bottle of triple X? Um, so Justin, our drummer, he actually brought that bottle. So I don't know if he finished it. Um, yeah, I'm good with spice, but I mean, that thing had a kick. Like it was, it was yeah. hot. 
So I won't lie. Yeah. I love spicy food too. Like yeah. I'll put that stuff on my tacos. I'll put that on everything. I don't think it's a great wing sauce because it's too spicy to be just on the outside of something. Yeah. I was going to say, if you did have the, uh, the bottle left and if Justin was going to be here today, I was going to, I was going to challenge him to take a spoonful of it right oh, now. He but would I guess do it for he sure. Miss out on- He's a weapon. <laughs> that guy would do it. Right he wouldn't be able to answer the rest of these questions. I'll tell you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, too bad he's not here, but yeah, he, he would have definitely took you on that, uh, on that offer. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that I, I actually, when I have bands stay at my house, cause every once in a while band from out of town comes into town and I'm like, you can stay at my house just so you don't have to pay for a hotel. I'll give them like, you know, a chip and put a little, little dab on there. And they're like, this is way too hot. I'm like, yeah, it's not that it's hot, not that but hot. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to cover a wing in it and then pour it all over like you did where yeah. by accident all came out on the bottle. Like as soon as I saw that, I was like, Oh no, he's going to regret that. Yeah, oh, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't good. <laughs> all right. So, I know obviously that your band name comes from the street you guys grew up on. And I believe Lincoln Park's name came from a park that Chester Bennington used to live by. And I even think that story of the year's first album was called page Avenue for a similar reason. That's funny. So I didn't know that about Lincoln Park. Really? And that's funny. Yeah, we always yeah, get a, jokes thrown at a, us about Lincoln Park, North Park. So that's kind of funny. Yeah. It was like a, uh, uh, a park in like, I want to say Santa Monica or wherever he grew up. I can't remember True. Uh, wow. wherever it was, but I was just curious, was there any correlation between you guys selecting that name and kind of any other band's choices of a similar reason? Um, no. So pretty much it, it was because we grew up on the street, but it was also uh, a lot happened while living there. Um, gotcha. You know, I lived there till I was oof, 18. I think 18, 19. So 30 now. Um, so yeah, a lot of stuff happened. A lot of big parts of my life, like, uh, I mean, not to get it all depressing, but my dad left. So that happened while we were at that house and stuff like that. So there was just a lot that happened. And then, you know, Brad lived down the street and he was always like a really good friend. So I just, it seemed fitting, um, to have North park as the name. It's kind of like the reunion, right? Like yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. Put it all together and bring yeah. it back. That makes sense. All right. Question number three. This came from your uh, the web series or the YouTube uh, video as well. But you actually said that your favorite movie was Interstellar. And I'm a huge fan of this movie and every Christopher Nolan movie. His use of quantum mechanics, time, entropy, and framing them in classic movie tropes is beyond genius, in my opinion. So... I got to ask if you're your father, if you're Matthew McConaughey's character in this movie, are you leaving your child behind to go explore outer space knowing that she didn't even get to say goodbye? I don't think so. That was that. Yeah. That hurt. When I, when he starts crying on the drive and he like checks underneath the blanket to see if she snuck in like she did before. I was like, yeah. like I, yeah, yeah, I cried a lot. And then again, movie. when he's like, don't leave, don't yeah. leave. He's like banging on the bookshelf. You're like, God damn. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, <laughs> That's a tearjerker movie, but it's so well done. And like, yeah, Christopher Nolan, yeah. he's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I think I like Inception slightly more because it was such a great movie too. When I first saw it, like I saw The Follower well before I saw Inception, which was weird because he wasn't very well known at the yeah, time. Yeah. But then I saw Inception and I was like, holy fucking shit, this movie is absolutely insane. And then Interstellar came out with a quantum mechanics side of it. And I was like, I don't even know how to explain this. Like I get it all, but like, this is crazy science put into a, mu- a movie 
yeah. done by you know just normal people they're not quantum physicists no. although i think his brother has training in some of that yeah stuff. no it was that, that's cool, but yeah all right i want to give you another movie question cool. just because I, I think uh uh this this one i don't know why but i just i, I got recalled back to fight club recently <laughs> for some yeah. reason so question number four is if you could fight one living person, who would you like to fight in a fight club of style environment? Oh, <laughs> I don't know if I should uh, say their name on, uh, online. <laughs> uh, if, if you know me personally, you know who I would say, let's just say that. Um, I don't. So this is, this is somebody that may live in your vicinity. It's not like a celebrity or, you oh, know, yeah. an evil person that you might know. No, no. It's not he, like... he lives in my hometown. Okay. Uh, I, I don't hate many people. I don't hate anyone. Um, but I don't like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I would, that would be the fight club for sure with him. All right. So I'm going to uh, pin down this person. I'm going to ask around, get some sources and see who it is. And then I'm going to post this. this if you can find address. who it is, you can add a little <laughs> subtitle underneath me and put his name. If you can figure that out, I give you full permission, but I can't just blatantly say it. That's too rude. <laughs> That's really funny. That's funny. All right. Question number five. This one is actually music related. So oh. for the first time, I think we're talking about music in the hot seat questions, but this is something I ask of everybody because I believe that this is a pretty important. Now, I'm, I know you're Canadian, but I'm pretty sure you're familiar with Mount Rushmore. So who would you put on the, your Mount Rushmore of musicians as your top four individual musicians? Individual. So not like a band. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't put like Blink-182 or Green Day up there. You put Billy Joe Armstrong on there mm, and then wow. three other people. You could put the whole band up there if you think that they're legitimately the reason why you made music or something like that. But yeah. So four individual artists. Hmm, that's that's a good one. I've never really thought about that. I, I they don't have to be all rock related. Either. Yeah. We've had people mention country and R and B as well. Yeah, so. I guess that's a hard one for me because growing up, I always tried not to take too much influence from stuff. Like I'm very like when I'm writing, I like listening to my own music. That's like something you never hear. People hate like. Yeah, listening to what they just wrote, but I love it. Like I'll yeah. I'll listen to the same song I wrote like fifty times before it gets dropped. I'm I'm the exact same way. I'm like I would have I would have never written this if I didn't like it in the exactly, first place. Exactly right. Um, <laughs> but I think, I mean, this might come weird. Maybe it's not. Um, Drake always been a huge fan of Drake. I think what he's done with his life with his music is just. That's just, I mean, he started in a wheelchair for crying out loud. Look at him now. <laughs> yeah. He got shot. <laughs> that guy's tough. Uh, but yeah, no, he, just like what he's done. It's, it's inspiring. Cause you know, it's so close to where I am. Right. Yeah. That's like, wow, that happened. Yeah. This guy is like huge. He's accomplished so much and he lives an hour away. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think he would definitely be one. Another one that I take a lot of influence with probably in my like solo stuff is, uh, Bryson Tiller another R&B artist. Um, okay. I think he's great. I think when he dropped his first album, it like really shocked the world because it was a completely different style of R&B that he, uh, he actually made the genre up. It's called Trap Soul now. So okay. he's definitely- another... Probably why I'm not familiar with it because I don't know anything about Trap Yeah, Soul. yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like R&B, but it's like heavier, I guess. Is that what you could say? It's like heavier. Okay. Um Another one would probably have to be 
architects. Um, well, okay. When I was in a hardcore band, actually Riley, the guitarist in North Park, he uh, was in my band called Take the Sterile with a couple other guys. And we actually got to play with them multiple times here in Barrie, nice. actually, which was crazy because they're from the UK. So they're definitely very significant on this path of making music because it was just inspiring to like be able to play with such a cool big band because I think it was yeah. their hollow crown album that they were touring. So we got to okay. play with on that. So that was super cool. Um, Ollie, the bassist, um, asked us for shrooms. So that was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, definitely architects is up there. Den divine. Probably another one. Who was that? Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, Den Divine would probably be another one. Same type of thing. You know, they, they're not too far from us. And, uh, our drummer, Justin is actually friends with the guitarist or when he was playing in that band. So they're a huge inspiration and just kind of the same thing as architects It's just without them. I don't know if we'd still be pushing down this road. Gotcha. So I think that makes a total of about 10 or 11 people on your Mount Rushmore, yeah. but that's okay. We'll <laughs> There's, a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> I guess for Den Divine, would be more the vocalist. I was always a huge fan of him. Uh, for Architects, yeah. it was uh, Tom, you know, rest in peace. Um, he did everything. He he kind of was like me, you know, like I, I like to write the material, write the lyrics, write the drums, and then I send it off to the boys and they make adjustments, yeah. right? Um, make, so, make it better. This yeah, is, this exactly. Is the baseline. Exactly. They make it better. So, um, yeah, Tom, I just, I really vibed with him because that's, he's like me or was. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. I mean, like you said, when you first, when we first started talking, you know, you, you're very influenced by not just rock music or punk music or whatever. There's other things. And <laughs> I feel like if you are only going to listen to one genre and I tend to gravitate towards one genre of rock being rock is, is pretty broad, but I have, I mean, I, I grew up on boys to men, ace of bass, like random shit like that, like Mariah Carey yeah. and you know, you Beatles, random stuff. Right. So like this long, long forgotten stuff in my, my current music taste, but that's the kind of stuff that I grew up in. I lived in a place where country music was, you know, the, the only music that you could really listen to. And I'm like sitting here trying to listen to punk music. So yeah. it's always interesting, you know, when, when somebody's from a smaller town or, you know, even from you know Canada where there's only 30 million people in the whole country, you know, what, what kind of things are you listening to? Cause maybe you're not getting the punk music. Like, you know, they get in LA or, or, or San Diego or something like that all the time, but you're still in a punk band. So it's like, yeah. where else did you pull inspiration from? So that's, that's a pretty good list. Um, very diverse. So, it makes it, it mean it basically means to me that your music's going to be different, right? So yeah, that's good. Which is good. All right. Well, there we go. The spotlight is off. The hot seat is cooling down. We'll be back in just a few moments to finish off this episode with some news about what North Park has coming up in the near future. So stick around. The power box. So stick around. The power by rock. God damn it. I almost did it again. Sorry. Stick around. The power by rock podcast. We'll be back right after this. Running your own music career is incredibly difficult. Trying to get people to like, share, comment, listen, follow, it's all just overwhelming. Most musicians give up before they ever achieve success, and that's the worst. If you're looking for a better way to grow your music career, head to DIYRockCareer.com for some absolutely free training. It costs you nothing, and it could be the difference between hitting your goals and quitting your dream. 
Go to DIYRockCareer.com today by clicking the link below this episode. Then I lost my all right, welcome back to the Powered by Rock podcast. I'm here with Miguel from the, the Canadian pop punk band North Park. So let me let me just ask you, Miguel, what does North Park have coming out? North Park have coming out in the near future. So I know obviously you guys are talking about we just released this new music video. What else do you guys got coming up? Well, um, I hope the guys are okay that I spill the beans. Um, our next uh, musical thing that we want to do is uh, we're going to do a, a reimagine of uh, Teal, actually, with old okay. band. Um, it's already written. Um, we just need to record it. So that's definitely coming up. That's probably going to be the next thing coming up. Um, gotcha. And we're dealing with that vinyl stuff. So we got the vinyls figuring out. Um, we're just planning all that out to make sure that it's cheap enough for everyone to enjoy because, you know, yeah. $72 is just crazy. Um, you got to be a pretty dedicated fan for that. That's what I mean. And like some record heads <laughs> will pay that, but like, no, it, it didn't feel right. So yeah. we, we scrapped that and yeah. we're doing it a different way. Even Pink Floyd doesn't usually demand $72 for a vinyl these days. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> They're expensive as shit. Yeah. So <laughs> that's why that. Um, we do want to do like a kind of, um, I don't know if you know Audio Tree. Sure. Um, we want to do like a live set recording. Uh, it'd be awesome if Audio Tree took us to do it. But uh, yeah, yeah we, we got some plans to do something like that. Um, and then we have a tour um, that's coming out in May with uh, Cleveland Avenue. So that's going to okay. be cool. Um, we're going to do that. Where, where are you going with the tour? Are you staying in Canada? Yeah, it's Canada again. Um, we're hoping to get out of Canada in the summer. Um, there's a couple festivals in the States that we've applied to. I can't remember the names of the festival, but our, our manager is looking into that for us. Um, but the nice. tour is, if I'm right, I think it's Sudbury, Toronto, Barrie, London. Nice. all in Ontario. Yeah. So that's coming up and then, yeah. And then the festivals and that's pretty much all we have lined up at the moment. But, uh, yeah. I hear they have an impossible amount of good looking ladies in Sudbury. Do you know about this? Uh, I've only been to Sudbury once and that was when okay. I was in the band called Ivory coast. Uh, Riley, the guitarist in our band, he was also in that band and I was deathly sick <laughs> and <laughs> We had to play you shows. Back, back to the van. <laughs> oh, I was like puking in between like everything we did. And then I had to play <laughs> drums because I was the drummer at the time, a full set. So I did that while puking on stage. Uh, so I didn't really get to analyze if there was any good looking women in Sunbury because <laughs> I was just fighting for my life that whole trip. Yeah. And that was the only time. Well, I that quote there. comes from the TV show Shorzy, um, the, the spinoff of Letterkenny. I'm not sure if you've watched either yeah, of those shows, yeah. but I, I haven't watched in Shorzy, they play in Sudbury as that's the team. And he says, there's an impossible amount of good looking ladies in Sudbury. Oh, and then okay. just starts scrolling women's Instagram profiles <laughs> of like these supermodel looking women. I'm like, I have no idea. I've never been in Sudbury. Yeah. That's funny. No, I, I've only been <laughs> once and it was not a fun time. So I couldn't help you with that one. <laughs> Like, I'm not even looking forward to going back just because I have such bad memories, but uh, I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm nervous. <laughs> All right. So obviously we'll add some new, some links to the music, obviously the music video in our show notes below this episode. Do you have anything else that you'd like to plug or shout out before we go today? Um, I'd like to shout out Wiretap for helping us throughout this whole process. You know, um, I think for a couple of us, it's the first time we've been signed. So it means a lot. Yeah. Um, also, big shout out to our manager, Eric. That's he's really locking down on us right now and it's awesome. It feels good to have the support. 
and just shout out to everyone that supports us and like plays our music and messages us and you know if we don't always get back to you it we do see it we're just you know we all have separate lives just from a band too so but we do appreciate everything but other than that i think uh covered pretty much everything yeah rob's a great guy i mean he obviously was reached out to me and said hey you want to interview these guys and i was like yeah their music's awesome so i'd love to have you on but um been a fan of rob and wiretap for i don't even know two three years now and been a member of the record club so i'm I'm pretty sure i get the north park vinyl i I think that's part of it so looking forward to that as soon as i get it i'm gonna put it on um but yeah i mean i'm looking forward to some big things from you guys you know you've got i'm 42 so you guys still have like a good six to eight years before you're gonna be like jaded silly beyond point where you're like fuck music i don't want to play anymore (laughs) it's funny that you say that because i told myself when i was when i turned 29 i was like talking to all my music friends i was like one more year boys they're like what do you mean one more year one more year and i'm done with music they're like what i was like gonna be 30 next year and then all of a sudden this band came together got signed playing shows and it just it was just like meant to be almost not to sound cliche but yeah I mean, historically, before the you know release of Spotify and the internet, basically just streaming stuff, musicians were not lasting much longer than the age of thirty as a, like a very popular artist. I mean, you think about this: the Beatles they ended all be- like the the Beatles band ended before any of them turned thirty. That's fucking crazy to me. Yeah, I'm like, I always thought of them as like old guys, even when they were like popular. I was like. Well, they're older, so like obviously they're gonna be popular. They've got lots yeah, of experience. No. They were fucking twenty nine. I'm yeah. like, what the hell? <laughs> like, I gave up. Kurt Cobain, twenty seven. Jimi Hendrix, twenty seven. All these like you know twenty seven clubbers. I'm like, yeah. Kurt Cobain accomplished everything in his life that he did before he turned uh, twenty eight. That's crazy to me. That's why, that's that why I was sense. gonna quit by thirty. <laughs> <laughs> like, eh, there's no hope for me anymore. Yeah. that's the one good thing about the internet is i will say more music is getting out there's there's still a lot of bands that you know there's dad bands now that like really good music and it's just really fun to see the the the, you know the lasting effect of making music past 30 because there's a lot of good music that's not just bob dylan and rolling stones and all that shit where it's like no this is the same thing i've heard for 55 years and i'm only 42 so how's that possible but Yeah. yeah I have one last question for you before we sign off. Love it. Give me a piece of new music that you've heard in like the last year, artist, band, album. What new music would you recommend people check out? Someone local or? Anything. You can shout out local. You could say this is the, the best album I've heard in a long time or whatever you um, want. I'm obsessed with Sleep Token right now. Okay. Um, don't know if you've checked them out, but. I have not yet. No. I know the name. I haven't heard the, the band yet. <laughs> they are just something completely different from anything. They're all really, I think they all come from like big musical backgrounds, but nobody knows who they are. They all wear masks on stage and they're painted in black and stuff. And they're heavy, like seven string type of degent stuff. But then there's sure. like, they have a lot of beats, like, hip hop beats in their stuff and a lot of like choiry stuff. It's just, it's a whole different thing and it's very cool. Like their one song, I think it's take me back to Eden. It's eight minutes long and there is zero structure to that song. It's just constantly <laughs> changing and it's yeah, it's very cool. I just, yeah, it's something different. And I think, uh, so is it in the, is it in the genre of like R and B hip hop or is it in rock? No, 
Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like metal, but then there's like, there's no screaming. Like he sings, or there's a bit of screaming, but like he sings most of the time and it's very uh, yeah. choiry type singing. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, if I was going to try and get someone to hop in on them, I would probably say listen to the, their song Alkaline first. That'll give you a taste, an easy step in because it's a structured yeah, Don't have song. to listen to eight minutes first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a structured song, so it'll give you an idea of what they are. But then after that, everything is just, yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, I'm obsessed with yeah. them. I mean, I, I love prog rock music, so it's, it's probably something I could listen to. But prog rock and, and metal, they have such varying and vast degrees of what that means that you don't have to like it all, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. I'm going to put, obviously, a reference to that band, a sleep token, into the into the show notes as well. Miguel, I want to thank you for being on the show today. It was an honor and a privilege to talk to you. Uh, I know you've, you're dealing with a bum leg. I'm, I've got yeah. you know, sinus congestion. It's like the the, the the dead man podcast today or whatever, oh, but we man. didn't uh, we didn't let that affect our performance, We're right? broken. We still got to go out and show up. <laughs> I got, got my crotch right here. So. <laughs> I'm hurting. I'm a hurting yeah, unit. Go and check out. Yeah, yeah. Go out and check out the show notes below this episode to ch- see the music and the social media from North Park. And remember, the Powered by Rock podcast is powered by our listeners to show us some support. Please be sure to subscribe and share the podcast on social media. You can also pick up, uh, you can click on the, uh, you can also click below to make a donation to the podcast to help us keep making awesome episodes with awesome guests. You can see the full video interview on Spotify and sh- uh, YouTube as well. If you want to check out some of our awesome content or our merch and gear, head to poweredbyrock.com to see what's good there. That's our show for today. Until we see you soon for the next episode, rock on.